the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, another Alcatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970. The answer, a fantastic show for you tonight. A craft beer guest that will be joining me this hour. News and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easy. On Twitter, at Alcatulo. Instagram, at Catulo. That's G-A-T-T. U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms, although Google Play might be going away very soon. We'll have to discuss that. I'm uh, a little disappointed about that with Google Play. I use uh, Google Play a lot for uh, my music and other things, but uh, there's talk they're going to get rid of Google Play, and everything is going to be kind of funneled through YouTube. Should be interesting, but uh, we'll get into that uh, maybe later on in the program or uh, in the coming weeks. They haven't made that official announcement yet. Uh, my guest tonight on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Chris Venari. We've had him on before. He's from Brewbound.com, a great craft beer industry news resource. Chris was at the CBC this past week in Nashville, and he'll recap what went on there uh, along with other beer news as well. That will happen about 20 minutes from now. So uh, lots to talk about, and um, we're going to do two news segments this week. And our Suds and Duds segment is going to be a little different this week. Uh, Recapping Westfield Hops, which I was at last week with my wife and friends to celebrate my birthday uh, Allison uh, Kohler, who does a great job at running these events uh, throughout New Jersey. She's got the next, her next big one that's coming up that I'll be attending and actually will be a judge at, the B3 in uh, Morristown at Lewis Doe Meadows Park. Um, that is Saturday, May 19th from noon to 4, if I'm not mistaken, or noon to 5. And uh, you can get your tickets. I think it's uh, B3.com. Or just go on Facebook, look up uh, Beer Bacon Barbecue Showdown or B3, and uh, you can get your tickets uh, they have a VIP hour where you've got uh, two exclusive beers on tap, as well as food uh, provided by executive chef uh, Chris Massey, who's going to be one of the judges, along with myself and a few others. Uh, Peter Kulos, um, who else? Uh, Mike Kivowitz from um, New Jersey Craft Beer. Uh, a bunch of other people will be uh, judging at this event. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's beer, it's bacon, it's barbecue, and it's all New Jersey. It's all New Jersey beers, all New Jersey food trucks. It's a a lot of fun. It's a great day. Uh, It's pet-friendly. There'll be music there. Just honestly, if you're looking for something to do on a nice day on a Saturday, this is definitely the event to go to. May 19th uh, in Morristown, Lewis Meadow Park in Morristown, New Jersey. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be there as one of the judges and uh, looking forward to it. And then I'm heading out to Brooklyn after that to the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest, which should be that 
I'm really looking forward to that one as well because there's a lot of good beer that's going to be there that I have not had an opportunity to sample, and I'm hoping that we can get there uh, and have a reasonable amount of time to get in there and uh, check out all the stuff. FiveBoroughCraftBeerFest.com uh, is the website there for uh, information and tickets as well. That is a one price. You get everything included, the beer, the food, the music, everything. So definitely something you want to check out uh, from both of those venues, and both of them are happening. Uh, on May 19th. The Five Borough Craft Beer Fest is in Brooklyn at the Well in Brooklyn. Uh, the um, B3 event is over in Morristown at Lewis, uh, Lewis Meadow Park. Lewis Doe Meadow Park? Lewis Meadow Doe Park? I don't remember the name. What can I say? Anyway, let's get into some news and notes here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. So Bell's Brewing co-owner Laura Bell is going to step away as the CEO of the Michigan-based craft beer company. Uh, she wrote in a letter to distributors earlier in the week, Citing her desire to explore other passions and interests, uh, Bell said she would relinquish the position on May 18th. She was appointed CEO just last February uh, of 2017. Uh, Bell is going to remain on the company's board of directors, said the move did not signal an impending sale of the business. Uh, She wrote, we are not selling and will remain a 100% independently owned family business. Her father, Larry Bell, who founded the company in 1985, is going to oversee operations. Um, Bell began working full-time at the brewery in 2007, served as marketing director between 2009 and 2013. That year, she took over as vice president, would later be named CEO. Bell's is ranked as the seventh largest craft brewery in the United States. Um, It recently expanded its distribution footprint to seven new states in the Northeast, New Jersey uh, being one of them. They're already in New York, but now they're coming to New Jersey this summer. Um, They're uh, under Laura Bell's leadership. The company grew off-premise sales by more than 18% in 2017, and uh, dollar sales of Bell's brands are up 18% through the first three months of 2018. Our good friends from Coronado Brewing, uh, coming off the success of North Island IPA, a great beer. Uh, thanks, Melanie, uh, for the uh, for the six-pack to take home uh, from my excursion out in San Diego uh, back in December, uh, December. Now Coronado is releasing the next beer in its Knoxville series, Peach Cruiser IPA. Uh, this is... Let's see, the Knoxville series debuted earlier this year, featuring three special release beers distributed throughout Coronado's network in six-pack cans, 22-ounce bottles, and on draft. Uh, This is the second installment, Peach Cruiser IPA. Of course, North Island IPA was the first. Early Bird Milk Stout is scheduled as the third release later this year. Peach Cruiser, a San Diego-style IPA brewed with summer in mind, according to the press release. The beer used a blend of Mosaic Citra and Zaka hops. With fresh peach puree added to complement the tropical citrus hoppiness. Um, Mark Thiessen, the head brewer of Coronado, said, When I think of summer, I think of tropical fruit and the beach. The blend of hops we used brings out all the bright tropical fruit characteristics you look for in a summer beer. And the fresh peach puree complements and enhances those flavors nicely. The end result, an incredibly easy drinking and refreshing IPA that is perfect for outdoor activities. Um, They uh, have debuted... Already, as of last Friday, in six packs, as, as I said, 22-ounce bottles and on draft, uh, the beer is going to hit broader retail availability uh, this month and will be available to buy on store shelves throughout the company's distribution network. That would include New Jersey as well. For more information about Peach Cruiser IPA, just go uh, to CoronadoBrewing.com. Uh, it is a 6.8% ABV uh, style IPA, and again, like I said, Six-pack draft and 22-ounce bomber bottles. I know the good folks from Coronado are sending me some samples, so we'll check them out and review them on a future show. And finally, Kona Brewing uh, announced the latest addition to its Aloha series with Gold Cliff IPA. 
this is a bold, juicy beer, according to them, that highlights the adventurous spirit of the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, this is a big, hoppy IPA with a Kona twist, juicy tropical pineapple, and homage to the southern tip of Lanai, where the island's first pineapple fields overlooks cobalt blue waters. It is a 7.2% ABV, and the Gold Cliff IPA pairs caramel um, with uh, aromas of mosaic, chinook, topaz, and citra hops, or a cool embrace as they call it, of Pacific Paradise. So that's a, that sounds like an interesting beer to check out. Uh, Kona Brewing, uh, com. If you want to check them out, you can, of course, follow Kona Brewing uh, on Twitter at Kona, Kona Brewing, C-O, and Instagram as well. Um, and you can check out their website, like I said, Kona Brewing, uh, com uh, for more information on that. That's an interesting one. And I know Kona Beer is owned by... Uh, by AB InBev, I think, right? Is it AB InBev or is it Miller Coors? I don't remember. I, I always forget those. I think Kona is owned by AB InBev, uh, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong on that one. But Kona makes some good beers. Their, um, their, their coconut one uh, that they make, their Mahalo uh, Brown or whatever it is, it, that is phenomenal. That is a great beer and, uh, and definitely something uh, that you want to check out if you're looking for a porter and a little off the pace off the beaten path. And then uh, we're going to get into some more news in our next segment, uh, some news from Sand City Brewing uh, out of Long Island. Uh, Their tasting room is uh, reopening, which is good news. They had been closed for a while. We'll get into that. And uh, Stone Brewing is actually opening a second Berlin tap room. And uh, Tara Nuren writes this in an exclusive to Forbes this week. Uh, Whether or not she poses the question, are they opening the tap room because it wants to or because it needs to? So something interesting from Tara Nuren, and uh, she's, you know, again, she writes for Forbes, does a great job. She also is a co-host of What's on Tap, a program I was on in South Jersey uh, not too long ago. And uh, a great, it just Tara is a wealth of knowledge. She writes some really great stories. She gets to go to a lot of cool places. She has the job that, let's face it, folks, I would essentially want. I mean, to be able to travel the country and the world Tasting beers and whiskeys and, and wines and all kinds of different things um, is certainly something uh, that I would enjoy uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, before we wrap this segment up and head to a break, and then we'll get into some more news and notes in the next segment, of course, Chris Vernari is going to join me from Brewbound.com. And then, of course, uh, we do our Suds and Duds segment on the uh, Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Uh, you know, the summer months are coming, concerts are, are, are showing up, tailgating, all kinds of stuff. Just want to remind people, drink responsibly. You know, it, it, you, you, you start feeling that summer-like weather, and you want to get out there, and you want to start knocking back a few and having a, having a blast and this and that, and it's always a good thing. But do it responsibly. You know, there's so many options now. You don't have to drink and drive. You should never drink and drive. But there are so many uh, different outlets, whether it's a cab, whether it's Uber, whether it's Lyft, to get you to your destination. Uh, if you live in Manhattan, if you live in the city, obviously there's public transportation everywhere. You know, utilize that. Don't drink and drive. Leave the car. Take an Uber. Get it the next day. It's not a big deal. You know, so it sets you back $15, $20 for an Uber, maybe 30 okay? But in the end, it will save you a lot more money in anguish uh, on the back end. I'll get off my soapbox now. Just wanted to give that little PSA. Very important that you don't drink and drive. And when we come back after a short break, it's more news and notes to get to. And folks, we're just getting started on this program that focuses on that delicious beverage. And you know what it's made from, barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Gallagher thinks the Democrats are scrambling. This is so crazy. The left is in such 
a frenzy. The DNC lawsuit suing WikiLeaks and the Trump campaign. Oh, yeah, Russia. Sue Russia, because that'll work. It's nuts. We are in Crazyville. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 10, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 970. The Answer. Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as the conversation continues about immigration, about our health care system. It's all about us. It's all about the truth, wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live, Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Michael Riedel from the New York Post. If you listen to my Saturday morning show here on AM 970, you've heard me talking about this new revival of Carousel. It's in previews now at the Imperial Theater. To get tickets, go to telecharge.com. Get your tickets to Carousel at the Imperial Theater. Hi, Phil Van Horn here from Blue Rock Energy. Every business is unique, which is why we find the right energy rate plan and the energy conservation options that work best for your needs. Visit BlueRockEnergy.com today to learn how to get a free on-site assessment. Folks, have I got a steakhouse for you. It's one of my favorite places to go to in Hoboken, New Jersey, Dino and Harry's Steakhouse. If you've never been to Dino and Harry's, I suggest you get there as soon as you can and find out why it's been rated the number one steakhouse in all of New Jersey. Now, obviously, the food is fantastic. From mouth-watering steaks and seafood to chicken dishes, fresh vegetables, unbelievable appetizers, the bacon there. You have to get the bacon. It's amazing. The list goes on and on. Everything is prepared to your liking, and not only is the food fantastic, but the decor is like going back in time to a turn of the century saloon vaulted ceilings tile floors enormous windows and a hand-carved cherry wood bar best part about the bar yeah they got craft beer on tap there don't you worry but they have a great selection of other drinks as well their mojitos are unbelievable they even film scenes from on the waterfront and city hall in this legendary restaurant go online to dinoandharrys.com check out the menu and make reservations you never know what celebrity or sports star might be dining next to you call 201-659-6202 that's 201-659-6202 Dino and Harry's, 163 14th Street in Hoboken, New Jersey. Make reservations today. Tell them Al Gattulo sent you. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Follow me on social media. It's easy. On Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Catulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Download and listen to them at your leisure. Uh, our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Chris Fernari from Brewbound. He's going to recap the uh, CBC that was held this past week in Nashville. That'll happen in about 10 minutes from now. A little head games from Farner. They are uh, back on tour again. Uh, no rest for the weary. Mick Jones and the group, uh, they will be back. I'm actually going to see them. Uh, bought some uh, lawn seats uh, for the PNC Bank Art Center on uh, June 30th. It's uh, Farner, Whitesnake, and the Jason Bonham Band. Never saw Whitesnake. So uh, intrigued to see Whitesnake uh, for the first time. Uh, should be an interesting concert and uh, a lot of fun. Actually taking my kid to that show, uh, his first concert ever. So uh, it'll be interesting, um, you know, to get his reaction uh, in terms of rock bands. He's, uh, 
you know, he likes music. He's not, you know, he doesn't have like a favorite band or anything. But uh, it'll be interesting to see and share the moment with my kid um, uh, how he reacts uh, to the music. Hopefully the weather holds up. But uh, let's get to some more news and notes before we get to Chris Renari in our next segment. Our good friends uh, from left from um, from Left Hand Brewing uh, has sent us this uh they they do a lot of things raising funds for uh, multiple sclerosis. So they have re- uh, they're reporting Team Left Hand is what they call themselves. They're re- reporting that over three million in funds have been raised for MS uh, by their group through Bike MS and their mission to help others with the disease lead productive lives. They founded this group in two thousand and eight. Nearly six hundred participants annually raise funds collectively ride thousands of miles across California. Uh, excuse me, Colorado, the Carolinas. Uh, also in California, Florida, Ohio, and Texas, um, the funds that are raised fund research, advocate for change, and help people living uh, with MS. Team Left Hand includes 575 riders uh, with 15 employees, uh, and it's all led by Left Hand Brewing. So kudos to them. They are going to be doing the next, um, I guess the Colorado team is participating for the 11th year of riding, uh, June 23rd and 24th. In addition to setting their fundraising goals high, they are, uh, let's see, where are they, lo- how much are they looking to raise here? Uh, throughout May, $1 of every pilot beer sold in the Longmont Tasting Room will be donated to Team Left Hand, and they're going to be releasing Wheels Goes Around, uh, a lemon and raspberry goza. Uh, this will be available coming up in June. It is uh, a 4.4% ABV with a 14 IBU. And again, crisp lemon and raspberry goza. Uh, this is, again, called the Wheels Goes Around. Uh, this will be released in June, and this month, in the month of May, if you're in the Longmont Tasting Room, $1 of every pilot beer sold will be donated to Team Left Hand. So kudos to uh, to Left Hand Brewing. Uh, they are uh, great people. They do a lot for the show. Uh, Ashley, the uh, the rep there, she's always sending me beers to sample, so uh, kudos to them, and um, good luck to them on raising money for MS. Uh, a little bit closer to home in Long Island, uh, Northport has granted the reopening of Sand City's Brewery Tasting Room. Uh, the uh, the Main Street Brewery's Tasting Room uh, was clo- originally closed for renovations to a walkway in September, and then they had a compliance hearing in December. Uh, the Northport Zoning Board of Appeals denied the brewery permission to reopen the room after some neighbors complained of excessive noise, crowd control, and drunken patrons. Dozens of supporters uh, came to the next hearing in March uh, to tout the brewery's contributions to Northport and in the decision... Issued last week, uh, the Zoning Board of Appeals voted unanimously in favor of permitting Sand City's tasting room uh, to reopen. Brewery co-owner, co-owner uh, Kevin Siller uh, told Newsday, we're obviously thrilled to be back open and we've been working with the village in every capacity and they've been working with us to help us get open. We're very happy right now. We're working with the village hand in hand to make sure that any issues that we've had in the past are being resolved. Now, uh, the, obviously, it's a it's a small microbrewery, but they make really good beer. And when you make really good beer and you have a small place, you're going to get crowds. And so uh, they sell their beer in small quantities at the brewery's back entrance off of Scudder Avenue in Northport. But because a limited number of cans are released for each variant, fans line up outside the brewery for the chance to buy the beer on release days, which are announced on Sand City's Facebook page. And obviously, uh, you know, beer fans can 
be a little rowdy at times. Apparently, Northport Police in 2017 issued four violations to the brewery, including one for patrons drinking alcohol while waiting in line to buy beer and one for occupancy issues in the tasting room. Obviously, when you got a small place and it gets crowded, you have to maintain crowd control there. The village administrator also said at the December compliance hearing, he gets an average of two complaints a month from neighbors about the beer line patrons. The brewery owners have to return for another compliance hearing uh, on October 17th. But good news for the folks at Sand City. They do make some really, really good beer. Looking forward to trying some of their stuff uh, at the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, and we'd love to get the owners on, chat with them a little bit about that. It's a great story. Uh, they're doing great work over in Northport. If you live on Long Island or want to take a trip out there, definitely check them out. Again, it's a small tasting room. And be respectful. You know, that's part of the problem. Uh, businesses get successful. Uh, places get packed. And sometimes people don't know how to handle themselves. Uh, I know that, that, you know, most places when they do those lineups for, for cans and stuff, people want to do bottle shares. They want to do, uh, you know, they want to do drinking while they're online, while they're waiting to go in. Respect the brewery. You know, if you if one person ruins it, it ruins it for everybody. And that's something that you don't want to do. So be smart about it. You know, bottle share if you want, but, you know, maybe not necessarily you have to imbibe. Uh, the brewery needs to obviously work with the neighborhood in order to stay successful and stay open. So, you know, respect the process. It stinks that you have to wait. A perfect example in New Jersey is Twin Elephant Brewing in Chatham. They make great beer, but they have a very, very small tasting room. It gets packed. My wife and I were there on a Saturday around 5 o'clock, and the place was jumping, but we had to wait to get in. We had to wait a good 10, 15 minutes because... Their capacity was about 75 people, so they had to wait for a few people to leave, and then they let a few more people in. So, you know, again, do the right thing. Respect the process. It's important. Uh, as we continue on here on News and Notes on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer, an exclusive from Tara Nuren about Stone Brewing. Now, Stone has uh, places in San Diego, obviously. They're based out of Escondido. Uh, they have a, an East Coast brewery as well in Virginia. But they also have Stone Brewing Berlin. And when we had Greg Cook on from Stone uh, Brewing, uh, the co-owner, um, he was in Berlin. They were about to open the brewery. This was about a year ago. So now they've opened a second tap room in the same city in Berlin, but it's much closer uh, for people to get to. So in July of 2016, uh, they had a 75-tap, 1,200-seat brewery, uh, restaurant and beer garden on the southern fringes of Berlin. Uh, this past Tuesday, have, they have a more intimate tap room uh, in the centralist uh, Prenzlerberg neighborhood, and they're calling it the Stone Brewing Tap Room Prenzlerberg. Uh, it's sited near the landmark Mauer Park Sunday Market. Pub's going to serve 27 draft beers alongside a menu of international street food and all-day breakfast, including vegetarian and vegan fare. Most taps are going to pour Stone's uh, own beers, uh, brewed both in Berlin and at its four U.S. locations. A few of them are going to rotate through uh, other local and global craft beers. Uh, Berlin law will allow beer tenders to offer wine, spirits, and locally roasted espresso as well. Um, this is really cool. So Cook, uh, Cook says he chose the neighborhood because he loved renting an apartment there for several years uh, as his team built the craft brewery, uh, you know, the first fully owned brewery abroad. Uh, so he had rented an apartment there. But apparently one craft brewer in Berlin who didn't want to be identified, according to Tara Nuren, says Stone needed to come closer to the people after locating its original Berlin brewery in a residential area so far from the central city or even the closest public train stop that not many people headed out there. So Tara also writes, when she visited the uh, the, the building 
uh, in a converted 1901 Gasworks campus in January, she had to spend almost 30 minutes walking from the train station after getting lost. And during the nine, and she writes in parentheses, yes, nine hours that she spent eating, drinking, and touring the brew house with Stone employees who had flown in from around the world, um, the family-friendly destination never reached anywhere approaching close to capacity. At the end of the night, an Uber dropped her at a transit stop so she could return to, hotel, uh, to her hotel, and she said she would have felt reasonably safe walking. There's no way I would have traversed that distance alone at night by foot. So obviously they put it in a location that wasn't exactly uh, conducive to people getting there by public transportation or by walking. So that that's an interesting uh, note from, from Tara there, and that's why they put a, a second place uh, closer to the market so that they can tap in to that German market. I mean, let's face it. Germany is known for a lot of things. They're known for making beer as well. So you want to be closer so that you can obviously maximize your profits. Now, maybe those people that get to the market closer will end up deciding, hey, maybe I do want to venture out uh, to the big brewery. But obviously, with no public transportation really nearby, uh, you know, you can take an Uber. uh, But with no public transportation nearby and the train being 30 minutes away by foot to that place, that, uh, you know, that ends up becoming... Uh, problematic. So great stuff from Tara Nuren. We have the link on our Facebook page. You can definitely check that out if you want. Click the link and uh, read that as well. We also have the Surf City story uh, from Newsday, although Newsday is using a paywall now uh, where you get the first five articles for free, and then after that you have to pay. So be careful if you're going to click on it once. You should probably try and read it uh, as quickly as possible. We've got some other stuff there as well. And real quick, the good folks from Wirebacher, they're releasing a bunch of stuff. Daywrecker uh, is coming out next week. Uh, May 11th, Blasphemy is returning to the tap room on May the 14th. They also have uh, Brunecorn, which is available on uh, May 18th. And then May 25th, Finally Legal, uh, will be coming out as a, I guess it's going to be a yearly uh, brew. So you definitely want to check that out. I have to get the owner from Weyerbacher on. i got to talk to my buddy Mike uh, from Weyerbacher and uh, set that up because Weyerbacher makes some great beers right over the border in Pennsylvania in Easton, Pennsylvania. When we come back after a short break, Chris Renari from Brewbound will join me, and that'll happen next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970 The Answer. It's partly cloudy, 64 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. The man suspected of stabbing a Long Island halfway house deacon to death is arraigned on a second-degree murder charge. Nassau County Police's Stephen Fitzpatrick say 47-year-old Andre Patton stabbed 70-year-old Patrick Longston in the Anthony House last November during a fight. I think the dispute was his progress in the, uh, the rehabilitation program. The deacon was questioning his progress and whatever he was telling him, I guess the deacon wasn't accepting. Fitzpatrick says they were able to track Patton down after his fingerprint showed up in a database following an arrest in Memphis, Tennessee. While the Plaza Hotel is being sold, the New York Times reports two investors are paying $160 million to buy a majority share in the historic hotel. One is Cameron Hakim a major New York City landlord. The other is Shalal Khan, the founder of a Dubai venture. The deal could close by the end of this month. In sports, at City Field in the fourth inning, the Rockies lead the Mets 1-0 this afternoon. The Yankees beat the Indians 5-2. In Major League Soccer, the Red Bulls blanked NYCFC 4-0 and Justify wins the 144th running of the Kentucky Derby. Time to check the traffic on the George Washington Bridge. We are looking at delays of up to 20 minutes on the upper level. 
level 10 for the lower deck, Lincoln Tunnel 15 in the outbound direction, and a minor delay for the Holland Tunnel, Bronx River Parkway, an overturned vehicle. Two lanes are blocked northbound just after Allerton Avenue. To go hand-in-hand with those delays on 495, we have delays of at least 20 minutes on buses leaving the Port Authority bus terminal. You now know how not to go. The weather forecast for tonight increasingly cloudy. Showers arrive low 55 to 60. Occasional rain Sunday 65. Sunday night showers end late at night low 55 and Monday partly sunny skies high 65 degrees. The forecast for Tuesday sunny skies high between 65 and 70 degrees. I'm Dave Banning on AM 970 The Answer. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to NationalGuard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. Studies show if you sleep next to someone who snores, you could be losing an hour of sleep every night. I'm Trina Webster, and I don't have that problem anymore. I'm Dan Webster. We're the founders of Z-Quiet. We know how snoring can turn your sweet dreams into a nightmare of shoving, poking, and morning frustration. Not to mention those dreaded trips to the couch in the middle of the night. Snoring was a real problem for us. I tried everything, even surgery, but nothing worked. That's when we developed an amazing solution called Z-Quiet. Z-Quiet is easy to use and works immediately so you can sleep comfortably without making a sound. Just pop it in before you sleep and kick snoring out of bed forever. Millions of people are sleeping better every night thanks to Z-Quiet. So if better sleep is one of your goals, go to GetZQuiet.com. Z-Quiet fits both men and women. Try it risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to getzquiet.com text sleep to 246810 or go to getzquiet.com Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Follow me on Twitter at Algatulo. Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A W T U L O. Instagram uh, at Gatulo. G A W T U L O. I might have said that twice. I don't know. It's you know, my brain has lapses every once in a while. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Of course, via email at Albert G at NYC And don't forget, you can download and listen to all of our Craft Beer Casts via iTunes and Google Play. Now, my next guest on the cast, he's been on before. He's an editor at Brewbound, a website that is an enormous craft beer industry resource. Brewbound.com is the website for more information. But Chris just got back from the CBC down in Nashville, and we wanted to talk to him about that. So uh, let me welcome back in Chris Renari to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Chris, how are you? I am uh, tired and <laughs> maybe a little bit jet-lagged, and my voice is hoarse, but uh, 
we're going to do this thing. We'll, we'll, we'll muddle our way through for the next 10 minutes or so. But let's start with the CBC, Chris, down in Nashville. Happened this past week. And for those that don't know, give us a, a quick explanation of what the CBC is. Yeah, for sure. So uh, CBC is the Craft Brewers Conference put on every single year by the Brewers Association, which, of course, is the trade group that represents all of America's small and independent breweries. Um, and they host a you know week-long event. It moves around the country every year, but it's a week-long event for the industry, a massive trade show, uh, just hundreds of seminars uh, on everything from brewing to marketing to sales to retail. Right. Um, and then there's all kinds of social events and networking events throughout the week. So uh, that is probably why I sound the way I do, because <laughs> <laughs> I think I slept maybe a, a total of 10 or 12 hours all week. If we were in Nashville, you know, you can actually go out until 3 or 4 in the morning. See, so it's, uh, that's nice. More like, Nas- more like Nash Vegas, if there, you will. There you go. There you go. And it's funny. I was talking to a brewer friend of mine uh, a couple of days ago. He had gone down for the first part of the conference and then came back, and he said he was like a, a, you know, a kid in a candy store with all the technology and stuff. Uh, for brewing, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, social, you know, uh, gatherings and stuff, of course, always involves beer because that's part of what this event is all about. Now, Chris, what was your biggest takeaway from the event? Well, it's really hard to focus on just one single takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I could try to think of a theme, um, I, I think that uh, – you know, I, the best way to put it is, like, it's it's not all rainbows and unicorns anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, it is challenging out there. There are more than 6,300 breweries now. I mean, there were just so many people walking around the trade show and right. going into these seminars. Um, I talked to one of my friends that uh, had actually walked up to go – Go see this uh, panel with Laura Bell and from Bell's Brewery, David Walker from Firestone Walker, mm-hmm. Natalie Chilerzo from Russian River. Um, I think it was Eric Ottaway from Brooklyn Brewery, and uh, I'm missing one more. It'll come to me. But th- there were so many people that walked into this uh, to this seminar. People were sitting on the ground, and they got shut out. They couldn't get in. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, because the, the room was over capacity at that point. So oh, uh, my big takeaway is just, how big the industry is and how challenging it's getting to stay competitive and to differentiate yourself. And, um, you know, I think people are uh, really starting to feel that much more than they ever have before. Talking with Chris Frenari, an editor at Brewbound. Brewbound.com is the website for more information here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And you mentioned Bell's some news from about a week or so ago, uh, Chris, as Laura Bell, the co-owner of Bell's Brewery, is stepping away in a few weeks. What was the reason behind this move? Uh, so I actually got the chance to catch up with her in Nashville, and um, from what she told me, I mean, it's a totally personal decision. Um, and, you know, she's been, she's, you know, I think my age, I think I'm 32, uh, I think she's 32 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she's grown up in a brewery family her whole life, right. and uh, she's basically destined to take over that business, and she hasn't known a life outside of beer at all, really. Um, she's hold, held a, a variety of different roles for that business. Um, and I think she just wants to kind of go see the world for a little bit. Um, so she told me that she's going to do some traveling. Um, she's going to take a little time to kind of go on walkabout. 
Um, and then, you know, who knows? She might come back in a couple of years and take, take things back over. Hmm. Uh, I, and there's obviously, I know there was speculation that there's a possibility maybe Bells is going to sell out to Big Beer because they've recently expanded to a number of states. I know New Jersey is going to be getting Bells Brewery uh, sometime in the summer, but that is that is patently false. She's just taking some time away for a personal reason. Um, I mean, it, I like to think that people uh, are telling the truth most mm. of the time. Right. And uh, the, the look on her face and the excitement that I could feel about, you know, how, how uh, interested she was to go see some other places, um, I, I don't think that's a cover at all. Okay, very good. Now, Chris, you also host a podcast on the Brewbound site. You recently conducted an interview with Bill Mitchell, the co-founder of Pico Brew. Uh, what did you guys discuss? Well, we discussed a lot of topics, some of which uh, you, you do radio, Al, you mm-hmm. know, ended up on the cutting room floor. Um, <laughs> but uh, we did talk a lot about some of their products that they're offering. Uh, for your listeners who might not be familiar, uh, Pico Brew has in the past been described as sort of like the Keurig for home brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an automated brewing appliance. And, um, yeah, they have a whole bunch of different products. So we talked about how the company got started uh, Bill Mitchell and uh, his brother co-founded the business. They left Microsoft. They were high-ranking executives there, uh, left Microsoft to launch this company. And we talked a little bit about, you know, how it's disrupting kind of the industry side. Although it is, um, you know, a product for consumers, there are products that have commercial use. So breweries are buying some of these systems to pilot batch new beers. Um, they also offer a Pico Still product which is a, uh, a distilling unit. You can take, you know, hot pellets and uh, all sorts of different botanicals and herbs mm-hmm. and distill out the essence of, uh, of those ingredients and put them into your beers. So um, we talked a lot about some of the commercial uses for the product, where the company's headed, and, um, yeah, just kind of how he thinks the product is disrupting the traditional distribution of beer uh, in the United States because now retailers can buy these things and start making their own beers on site and pouring them at the bar. See, what I think is interesting about that, Chris, is that it, there is a commercial application to this. So maybe if a, a smaller brewery doesn't have uh, the ability to make a small batch beer to kind of test out, this is a way for them to do that uh, without having to give a sacrifice any space. Yeah, I mean, these are really small batches, and I think the the most unique part about uh, what this product enables a brewery to do, especially breweries that are pretty slim on resources, and I'm talking about human resources, is really you could have, uh, you know, the the most non-technical person in your company operate this machine, so you don't need to have your head brewer who needs to be focused on a whole bunch of different things. You don't need to have your head brewer in charge of manipulating this device. It's pretty push button. It's pretty intuitive. Um, so you can actually kind of maximize everybody's time in the business and still come out with a finished, uh, you know, innovative, small batch, unique, creative product um, that may or may not be able to be scaled up at some point. That's very cool. We're talking with Chris Renari, an editor at Brewbound, brewbound.com, the website for more information. And, of course, you can check out the podcast there with Bill Mitchell, uh, the co-founder of Pico Brew. And uh, we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Back to Nashville to wrap things up, Chris. I know you were working, but i got to ask you, uh, did you get a chance to try any local beers uh, down in Nashville? And if so, uh, do you have a favorite that you liked? Absolutely. So, um I actually have a really good friend that lives down there. He's uh, 
a freelance videographer, and he does a lot of our video work. And uh, I said, hey, man, like, I want to come by and stop by your office. And he said, great, shot me the text. He has this little co-space with a little working studio with some other artists. And uh, sure enough, I show up, and I said, there's there's a brewery here, man. Like, are you sure we're at the right place? And um, he lives right on top of Bearded Iris. Uh, I don't oh, know wow. if uh, – yeah, I hadn't heard of Bert Bearded Iris until um, I got down to Nashville, and they are making some incredible New England-style hazy IPAs. Uh, so the place was packed. The beers were great. Um, and I actually had the uh, the benefit of just walking in, buying a four-pack, and then sneaking in the back door right next door and enjoying it in uh, my friend's studio. I don't know how he isn't there all the time and <laughs> drinking drinking at the tap room, but uh, Bearded Iris would be my shout-out. They're doing some amazing stuff. That is very cool. And uh, obviously you got a chance to try some of the hot chicken down there. Or you, I, I had a friend of mine who's uh, the, a co-owner of a brewery, and I asked him, he was uh, – I don't know what he was drinking the other night. He had some vanilla shake, something or whatever it was, because he's not big on certain beers. So I guess he was having, uh, I guess, an adult white Russian for for himself. And uh, he says, I said, did you eat any hot chicken? And he says, forget it. I had the mildest version, and it, and it beat me. Did you try any hot chicken while you were down there? You know what? I actually didn't get a chance to try the hot chicken. I talked to a number of people who did, and um, a gentleman that I spoke to, uh, who actually works out on the West Coast, he said, yeah, man, you know, we went and uh, someone got uh, the the, um, uh, the medium hot chicken and somebody else got the, the hot, hot chicken and uh, said, you know what, everybody was laughing and everybody was joking, but nobody in Nashville orders that. It's the mild. You have to get the most mild one. The hot and the medium, right. it's, it's for the tourists to come in. And <laughs> he said he was crying. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm a little bit uh, glad that I didn't go in because I would have gone straight for the hot, and I think I would have regretted it. <laughs> yeah, not good, especially with all the alcohol and everything else on top of it. My guest has been Chris Fernari, an editor at Brewbound, Brewbound.com, the website for more information. Always a great resource. And, Chris, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Yeah, man, thanks so much for having me. You got it. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Joe Walsh says this is what socialized medicine looks like. The state in the United Kingdom is killing a 23-month-old child. The government has decided that a 23-month-old child will die. Not the parents. All of you people in America right now clamoring for more government-run health care. This is socialized medicine. The Joe Walsh Radio Program, weeknights at 9, right before Eric Metaxas at 11, and AM 970, The Answer. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Recent polls suggest 70% of Democrats support impeachment of President Trump, a preference ignoring obvious lessons from the recent past. Andrew Johnson was impeached in 1868 during his last months in office, and he wasn't running for re-election. Then, with Richard Nixon a century later, momentum against him proved so powerful that he resigned before voters went to the polls for midterms. Only Bill Clinton faced congressional elections in the midst of an impeachment crisis, and he became the only president since the two-party system began to gain congressional seats in the middle of his second term. Americans disliked Clinton's amorous adventures, but they hated the idea of impeachment and still do. If Democrats campaign for Congress promising turmoil, scandal-mongering, and gridlock, they will lose and deserve to lose. I'm Michael Medved. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. 
Dennis Prager here for Relief Factor. And do you want to know what's really fun and satisfying when I'm speaking at an event and people come up to me to thank me for telling them about Relief Factor and how it helped them get out of back or knee pain and how it helped change their lives? One lady said she threw away her cane. Well, maybe someday you'll come up to me and say you ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five and got out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. Theanswer.com. Algatulo for FBRCast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget, iTunes and Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every single show on those two platforms. And like I said earlier in the show, uh, Google Play apparently going away, apparently not getting the success that it wants, you know, the other services, Spotify and stuff. And it's a shame because I love Google Play. They do such a great job. First of all, to be able to store your music on Google Play and be able to play it wherever you want. I can play it on my phone when I'm walking and want to listen to some music. You play it on your computer. It's a big resource that I use for this show along with the Joe Piscopo show. So um, there's talk that Google is going to do away with Google Play, and I hope they don't. Or, or at least keep it in some version so that I'm able to uh, continue to store my music because it's a great resource. I'm not a big Apple guy. Uh, yeah, I use iTunes for a few things, but I, I really don't want to have to transfer all of my music on there and store it. Uh, to me, it's a lengthy process, and, uh, you know, honestly, I'd be a little bit annoyed. But anyway, uh, let's get into suds and duds here. So Westfield Hops was uh, last weekend. Um, great event that Allison Kohler puts on. She is, I, I honestly... I cannot thank you enough, Allison, for the tickets, the hospitality, and the birthday cake. I mean, what an amazing cake from Bavella's in Westfield, which happens to be the bakery that uh, made my wedding cake uh, all those years ago. My God, married 18 years already. Um, and what a tremendous job uh, out of Bavella's for that cake. And Allison, for, for having that cake and the table setting it up and the birthday hat and all the other stuff. My friends and I, my wife, we had an absolute blast. What a great event. First time she was doing anything in Westfield. Uh, they had a very nice turnout. It was a lot of fun. We had a great time. Uh, a lot of great beers there, New Jersey beers, national beers as well. Uh, just a really nice turnout. Stereo Junkies was the band that was playing. And they play a great eclectic mix of music. They do Lady Gaga, rock and roll. They're all over the place. But, boy, people were up. They were dancing. They were having a good time. Uh, just a lot of fun. And I can't thank Allison enough. Uh, for her hospitality uh, at this event. The vendors, I mean, the food. First of all, it's funny. Let's talk about the food for a quick second. So the guac spot was there. These guacamole, they do everything with guacamole, nachos, all kinds of other stuff. Um, The bearded one barbecue, glazed and confused. All of these food trucks are going to be at her big event, the B3, which is the beer barbecue and bacon event. They're all going to be there. uh, Most of them not glazed and confused. They make donuts. But um, the other other guys are going to be there making these different foods that we're going to get to judge, they are awesome. So I ended up having, for uh, for dinner, I had the uh, uh, Bearded One Barbecue makes this amazing grilled cheese brisket sandwich that is just off the chain. 
My wife took a bite of mine. Uh, my one neighbor, he got one, and his wife took a bite of, of his. They both were raving about it. They ended up getting, like, bacon-wrapped sausage at another uh, another food table or whatever. And, boy, I'll tell you, they were, they were like, yeah, ours was good. But, oh, my God, yours was so good. And you know what? They're right. It was phenomenal. These guys do a great job. Uh, just And really looking forward to the B3 event uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. So, again, thank you, Allison. What a great time. We had so much fun. A lot of great beers that were there that I got a chance to try. A couple that really stood out to me. Uh, 902 Brewings, uh, Kurt Slackis Hazelnut Milk Stout. I, I know I'm getting the first name wrong, but my goodness. I haven't had a lot of 902's beers lately, um, but, boy, what a great milk stout. That was phenomenal. I really enjoyed that. Uh, that is a great Jersey beer. They're based out of Hoboken. Uh, what, a, what a really tasty, delicious beer. Nice and creamy. You really got that hazelnut flavor out of it. It was fantastic. Great job out of the guys from 902. Had uh, the Tongue Buckler from Ballast Point. Uh, a red ale. Uh, I was surprised at this one, uh, and I'll tell you why. Um, did not taste like a high percentage beer. I think they, the guy said it was like a 9 or a 10 percenter. Um, that is a really good beer. Different. Change of pace. Not, not an IPA by any stretch. A red ale. Um, haven't seen a lot of red ales from people lately. So I was uh, very impressed uh, by the Tongue Buckler from Ballast Point. If you uh, happen to get a chance to check it out, uh, definitely pick up that one, the Tongue Buckler from Ballast Point. As we continue on here in our Suds and Duds segment, final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And then a guy, um, a brewery, a brewery, yeah, I guess you should call it a brewery. Anker Jane uh, is the owner, uh, Indian owner, of a beer called Beer in 91. We had him on the program two years ago uh, when they were first coming out, and they basically had a Blondale and a Wit. And that's where he was starting with. He wasn't going with the IPA trend. But they were there, Bira. They're making a big splash in New Jersey now. And they now have an IPA. It's in a purple bottle, a purple uh, label. And let me tell you something. The Beer 91 IPA, by no means uh, is this a very strong IPA. It is a middle-of-the-road, as I like to call it, a lawnmower beer. It was very tasty. Nice, piney, hoppy, uh, you know, flavor but not overpowering by any stretch of the imagination. It was really good. Definitely, if you're looking for something of a little change of pace or you're looking to get somebody uh, into IPAs, Beer in 91, their IPA is definitely something that you want to pick up. Again, it's a purple label, and you definitely want to check that out. I uh, had the Beach Plum Goza from uh, Blue Point. Always a great beer. You know, Gozas are, are, are really popular uh, among people who are looking for something with a little tartness but refreshing uh, as it gets warmer, you don't want to drink too many heavy beers. Uh, so if you're looking for something a little different, you want that tart kind of sour taste, uh, the Beach Plum Goza from Blue Point Brewery is definitely something that you want to check out. Boys from Belair over there had the OVB, always a steady uh, beer, always a great tasting beer. They do a great job. My wife is a big fan of the uh, the cow lime pie, which is their take of a key lime pie. Uh, excellent stuff as well. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Clown Shoes. Clown Shoes has not made a biggest splash in New Jersey, as I would really like them to. But their Galactica IPA is a real steady, uh, well, well-made well IPA uh, that just does a, you know, just a fantastic job of capturing that right amount of bitterness and that bitter bite uh, that you want. The Mango Kolsch is also very good as well uh, if you're looking for a little bit more of a German style of beer uh, with a little bit of mango flavor. Had, uh, what else did we have from there? The Devil's Backbone was there as well. Had their uh, Danzig Porter. And the only reason why I got this is because of Danzig, because of the band. Uh, just a, you know, a little change of pace. That Porter was very good. Uh, different. 
uh, was not expecting um, was not expecting the taste out of that one that I did. So uh, that was, uh, you know what, that might have been the one that I, I liked the least out of the beers that were there. So uh, I don't know if I would necessarily get that one again. Uh, Flying Fish Brewing had their uh, Happy Java. That was a great beer. Really enjoyed that one a lot. Um, and they had their farmhouse on tap as well, which is a great summertime beer. That's definitely a lawnmower beer if you're looking for something uh, from a lawnmower uh, perspective. Uh, Flying Monkeys, I finally got a chance to have these guys, uh, and I think, um, if I recall correctly, I had their Smash Bomb IPA. It was okay, nothing to, uh, to write home about. I wanted to have their Northeast IPA, uh, but they didn't have, I don't know what happened. I think I never got back there, and I didn't get a chance to try it. So I'm a little disappointed I didn't get a chance to try that. Um, who else did we have? Uh, the ladies like the It's a Spritz, the, uh, cucumber one. They really enjoyed a lot. It's kind of a, um, I guess a take on a, on a seltzer on a hard seltzer or whatever. They really enjoyed that one, uh, which is interesting. Have to find out who makes that, uh, It's a Spritz because that was uh, very interesting. They enjoyed that as well. Rusty Nail was there. They had their Fool's Gold Peanut Butter Hefeweizen. Again, I had this in Atlantic City. It blew me away. It still blows me away. The peanut butter flavor in this Hefeweizen just shines throughout. It's like, honestly, it's like drinking liquid peanut butter. That's how good it is. Fantastic beer. Really enjoyed it. It was excellent. That is definitely something you want to pick up. Uh, Rusty Nail there. Fool's Gold Peanut Butter Hefeweizen. Uh, You will not be disappointed. Uh, Manskirt Brewing had their Rose Manor, another red ale uh, that was very delicious. Had a little bit of a a bite to it, uh, but nice, uh, nice, delicious type of beer. Uh, from the folks at Manskirt. Haven't had too many uh, too many things from Manskirt, so uh, you definitely want to check them out. They're a Jersey beer. They're up in uh, North Jersey if you want to check them out. Uh, who else? We had, um, oh, Terrapin there. Uh, Lu- uh, Luau, Luau, yeah, Luau Crunkles, which was an interesting beer. Um, different uh, is the way I will describe this one. I'm not really sure if I like it or not. Um, we'll have to check out another can of that because I wasn't too sure if I really enjoyed that or not. I only had one real uh, sip of it before I, uh, before I dumped the rest of it out so I could try uh, some other stuff. Yards Brewing, their Golden Hop IPA. Great to see Gallagher, uh, the Yards Brewing rep there. Uh, real nice IPA uh, from this Philadelphia-based brewery. They did a fantastic job uh, with that one as well. You know, and there were a couple that I missed. I missed Shipyard. Um, I missed Amagang. Uh, Neshaminy Creek. What did I have from them? I think I, think I had the lager. Because I've had the shape of hops to come. That is a great, that's a great IPA, solid IPA in cans that you definitely want to check out. Uh, there were a bunch of others that were there that I ended up uh, not getting to, but I'll tell you what a great turnout uh, in Westfield. The music, the food, everything was phenomenal. Allison, I cannot thank you enough uh, for the hospitality there, and of course the birthday cake that was great, and the little microphone on the birthday cake. What a great touch! But folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce. Chris Fernari from Brewband, uh, a great industry resource. Uh, Chris recapping all the uh, goings-on at the CBC in Nashville uh, this past week. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.